Hey guys, welcome back to the Soul Sense Podcast. I'm Kim, your hostess with the mostest, and you have Melvin, your wingman. Right here. And we back for another one, another one. <laughs> I was trying to change up the song. Wah, wah. How you been doing there, Kimmy? You know, I'm go- I- I'll be talking about how I've been doing when we get into the to the episode. How have you been doing? I've been doing okay. Uh, yeah, I've been doing all right. Um, pretty busy cleaning, finishing up my busy time, I think. But uh, just hiring a new person. You actually hired somebody? No, not yet. Oh, oh, I'm still oh, interviewing. Boo. But, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you actually did it? Okay. Yeah, but uh, just keep on taking on stuff, so, you know. You know, every time we come up on here, you always say, you you, you know, just busy at work. Always busy. Yeah. You I'm about to crank it. it up, though, man. Crank it up? I am. I am. Crank it up crank for it up. what? I'm about to turn on that that uh, go juice. I'm, I'm ready to uh, start to grow a little bit. Okay, we'll no. talk about that off mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right on into it. So, uh, we are now in November, right? Mm-hmm. And let's talk about November. Get it? <laughs> no, November. Y'all hear this? Okay, you get, you get it? Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, seriously, though. Um, We'll be gone to November. We'll be gone to November. No, seriously. Um, just to give y'all quickly what, what's been kind of going on with me. Um, if you probably have not noticed, I am a type and I'm a planner and I'm always going. I always got something. You know, I, I, I ha- I'm a to-do list type of person. I check off something I, and I'm on to the next thing. Um, and really, honestly, there have been some times where it has caught up with me, but it definitely caught up with me on Saturday. Um, I, it started to manifest physically. I woke up and I really don't know. I I wouldn't say that anything huge happened on Saturday. I just think that it all just came to a head for me. Um, I had a dull headache, uh, over my left ear, which typically lets me know that I'm stressing. And I've started having those types of uh, um, symptoms after I had my second child. And um, are we okay? No, keep on going. Okay. So so when I have those things, um, I can tell that when I have a headache, I know that I am stressing out and possibly that my, my blood pressure is going high. And so, um, so I just know my body like that. And that's what happened on Saturday. I was very irritable. Um, my, I could tell that my headache was getting worse and worse, which made me start to feel like, um, okay, I need to slow down. And just to be quite honest with you, um, I got up cooked and my girls were running around as my girls do. And, you know, my little two-year-old was fussing and crying as she does because she's two. And I just couldn't take it. And I went into my office with a bag with a box of tissue and I sat in a chair and I cried. 
<laughs> I cried. And I just was gone. And really, what where I was was that I feel like I was just going, going, going. I was just moving, moving, moving. And I really felt in that moment when I first, I didn't tell you this, but when I first sat down in the chair, I was praying. And really, I was complaining about everybody. Mm -hmm. I was complaining about you. I was complaining about family members. I was complaining about my job. To God, this is my prayer. And I feel like God dealt with me. And he was like, I didn't tell you to do all these things. Like, you want to do these things. I didn't, I didn't tell you to do all this stuff. Yes, I want you to be a good wife. Yes, I want you to be a good mother. Yes, I want you to work as if you're working on to the Lord. But I didn't tell you to do all that extra stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I came out the room, and Milvy, you could talk about kind of <laughs> how when I emerged from the room, the difference and how I was the rest of the weekend. But I basically was like, okay, God, duly noted, I am now about to take some things off my plate. And I said, this is this November is going to be November because no is a complete sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you definitely dipped out. And uh, I was gone. <laughs> and I, I figured that, um, you know, you had gone back in your room and, <clears throat> you know, the kids were. We're looking for you and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because uh, there's no replace for mama, you know, and they're always just. Uh, where mama at? Yeah, where mama at? <laughs> where mama at? Where mama at? And um, yeah, so just a. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get this. It's okay. Make sure we're good here. Like I was hearing my voice, I was hearing mama, mama being called. It almost sounded like my oldest was about to freak out because she couldn't find me. Yeah. So she was wanting to tell you that, um, what was she saying? She was saying, oh, something was about to come on or some, some, something. I can't remember, mm. but, uh, it was not a big deal, but she was, she was on the verge of, of like losing it. I was like, man, what? You know, it's gonna be okay, uh, Farrah. Just uh, simmer down. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was like, I gotta tell yeah. her something. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're having yeah, some. Um, having some little technical things here. But anyway, yeah. So she's she's going crazy. But um, and I'm like, you know, mom is is I already knew. You know, and mm -hmm. I think that's we've gotten to that place to where we can kind of tell when, when things are, are getting a little wonky mm -hmm. and um, yeah, you came back out and I think even like, a couple of days before then I could tell you were like sensitive to things, you know what I mean? And I could see you were trying to not get frustrated, but uh, I could see that something was overwhelming you or in, I didn't know what, but uh, yeah, I, I felt like when you came out, you kind of had a, a new lease, you know, mm -hmm. and it seemed like you were a little bit more um, prepared. And we had a good, good conversation following that. And I think, um, you know, this is a, one situation, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I think November, like the holidays in general, um, can really bring a lot of of tension, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, de 
and, and it only increases the more things that you're involved in, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're somebody who has a church uh, family, uh, that just increases. You're somebody mm-hmm. that is really close to your family. I mean, there's so many different people that yeah. are pulling at you. And, and I, it's not intentional, but, you know, people just love you. And, you know, a lot of times it's really just ourselves not willing to, to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so we'll overtax ourselves because we're wanting to be good friends, good family, yeah. be righteous. Mm-hmm. And uh, we end up just pushing ourselves over the edge. And even when we're participating, we're not really enjoying it. We're not giving our best selves yeah. because we're really resenting being there, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, I think that saying no is almost like a taboo sometimes for us mm-hmm. um, because everybody's going to be, different people are going to be have their feelings hurt yeah so i think boundaries are something that we're just always trying to learn how to Mm -hmm. how to set them yeah yeah and it's funny because a few years back and you you know that i i studied this out so typically when i am struggling with something um anything, something I'm trying to improve or anything like that. I I do like an extensive like Bible study over it. And a few years back, I mean, before Fallon was born, I studied boundaries out extensively because Mm -hmm. I felt like I had none. Like I felt like whenever somebody called me, I felt obligated to be on the phone with people. I had, I was like, you know, you know, is, is, it's the worst feeling in the world is to like have like a schedule of stuff that you have to do. Like for instance, like whether it be take care of your family or do something that's very pressing and then something or someone comes in and just wrecks those, those plans. And I felt guilty for, you know, for small things, you know, like, Oh, I'm not being loving to this person. I'm not this, I'm not that. And it was really running me ragged. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like a little boat being tossed by the by the waves, um, the storm waves. And so I got tired. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I studied it out and I found scripture biblically that having boundaries, healthy boundaries is actually biblical, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I did this extensive study long ago But I had to, and I'm still doing, I'm still in the process of like reminding myself, what, reminding myself, (laughs) my chair, (laughs) of reminding myself of what that is for me. Right. Because I think depending on who you are and your personality, depending on the situation, you may be able to take more and have more bandwidth than I am in one situation and then vice versa. So, you know, I was reminded, um, and there's multiple scriptures. Like I don't, I'm, I don't know any just like verbatim right now, but I'm just going to paraphrase, but you know, there's multiple times where we see Christ retreating by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one particular passage that I am, I always think about, um, because sometimes I'm a, I'm an introvert though. Many people don't know that I am an introvert. Um, 
I like to be by myself. And sometimes I can feel guilty for being by myself where there's this passage about, um, it's in the gospels clearly where Jesus, it says that he gets up one night, one early one morning and he goes away to pray. And when he comes back with the rest of the group, the apostles are actually like, where have you been? We have been looking for you. And what he, how he responds is his, his response is, um, I can't stay here in this town. We have to go on to the next town. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is right after the day after they had been rocking it out, healing and miracles and all those things. And the general public, your first thought would be like, man, we had such a good day. Let's keep rocking. Like these people, we got all these people. They believe in us. They seeing all our miracles. This is where we need to camp out. But Christ, was like, no, like my purpose is not, my purpose is to do other things. And what we did here, I have completed. It's now time to move on. Okay. Right. Now Melvin's trying to look it up for me because I'm paraphrasing for y'all. No, but um, I always think about that because I want to have, that's a boundary. You know what I'm saying? I mean, literally his crew was like, come on, let's rock it out. How easy would it have been for them to stay in the town that they were? But he was so clear on what he needed to do. And dare I say, I always look at it like because he got up early and he went to pray and he had time with God, his father, God told him exactly what he was supposed to be doing. So when I was sitting in my office and I hear God telling me, I never told you to do that. And I'm like, okay, no wonder I'm stressed out. No wonder I'm overwhelmed. And I feel like I need to have time to stand still, just like Psalm said, be still and know that I'm God. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think um, there's tons of scriptures that talk about Jesus, like you said, going to a solitary place. Mm -hmm. I found one um, in Mark uh, 6. And this is right before he feeds the 5,000, right? Mm. And uh, and I mean, it's it's just a, I'm just going to read a small little sliver. And it it's, uh, you know, the apostles gathered around, this is 6 verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Again, they're coming off of tearing it up again. Um, then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, um, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Um, and I think that's super important to see because it's not only Jesus found the time to, to go to a solitary place. We think about Jesus going away and praying and, mm -hmm. and doing those type of things. But he's saying, hey, man, there's so many people coming. You guys need to replenish yourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. can't just keep on giving and giving and giving. Yeah. Let's go to a solitary place and let's go and eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take care of your basic right. needs. Right. And of course, after that, on the they don't get to do everything they wanted to do, mm. but because that's right after that they feed the five thousand. But still, you get this this sentiment that Jesus has that we need to make sure that we're all right, mm -hmm. and that um that's that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have to just keep running until our body says it's oh it's time out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. you're no good to anyone. Yeah. Um, I had another scripture that I wanted to read, uh, and I think this could kind of guide our, uh, maybe some of the rest of our conversation. Okay. And this is in Luke uh, chapter 14, mm -hmm. and the, if you're reading like the NIV or some 
others that have the headings. This is the cost of being a disciple, right? Okay. And we shall, we study this a lot of times when we're learning about what it's going to be take to be a Christian, or if we're talking to someone else about what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus, and I'll paraphrase the first part. Um, large crowds following him, and he said, "If anybody does comes to me, and he gives in these big." Um, things of what it's going to cost. Like if you don't hate your father, your mother, all these kind of things that are, um, he's like hyperbole almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he goes into, so after he gives them the cost, he goes into saying, um, I'll go, uh, I'll start here in verse 28. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay down, lay out the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Um, and he gives another example of counting the cost. So I, I like that scripture because at first he says, hey, it costs a lot. Mm-hmm. He's telling everybody it costs more than what you even know. Mm-hmm. But then he goes and he paints this picture of not only the knowing the cost, but really looking at yourself and seeing what do you have, do you have what it takes to complete the task? Mm. <clears throat> yeah, good point. And this is in something as big as salvation, right? Mm-hmm. He's saying you need to count the cost to follow me. So in our day-to-day life, how much more should we be counting the cost mm. on things that are not salvation mm-hmm. issues? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you're, when you're, volunteering for different things mm-hmm. or all these things in and of themselves are good. None yeah. of them are bad. Mm-hmm. It's like that scripture. Um, nothing is, uh, nothing is forbidden, but all things aren't, all things are, what is it? Now I can't think of it. I'll leave it. I say this nothing all thing, but basically everything is permitted. Yeah. Everything but is everything's not beneficial. Yeah. That's it. They, right. they go. <laughs> so all of these things are good in and of themselves, mm-hmm. but, they're not always going to be the best decision for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things, like some specific things that you've kind of had to, in in our life together, maybe here recently or just in general, that you've had to kind of oh, say yeah. no to? Well, um, I mean, one of the biggest things is that um, what we've, what we have had to do is we've had to decline a lot of invitations to stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, be it um, parties, uh, birthday parties, uh, all kinds of stuff, and I, and it's almost like daily. I feel like I get invitations mm-hmm. to stuff, like I do, and um, really think like meetings, you know, because because we are in a church that practices a lot of one another Christianity. Um, we have a social a social bubble that there's always something going on. Yeah. It's always we're always invited to something. And there's a lot of people that we really love that here recently have had some things and it's just kind of like like I haven't even had a time to breathe. And I feel like starting in October we had a busy we've been busy and we've had a lot of events mm-hmm. and so for me um it's been really thinking through um 
like you said, counting the cost. Like, do I have what I do? I have what it takes to be able to like fully be present for whatever it is, because, um, like, like I just, I guess I think to myself, like one of the things, and I, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, so I'm going to try to make it real quick. Um, like I said earlier, I, I'm an introvert. A lot of people do not know that about me because I like to talk to people and, and I'm not shy. I'm not a shy person, but one of the key determinants of an introvert is that instead of people as an extrovert, people energize you but an introvert people drain you yeah and for me people drain me and that's not i'm not saying that in a mean way but when i am around people i am fully my goal is to be fully present with people so when i show up to your party i am not going to be a wallflower i'm going to actually like mix and mingle i'm going to talk to people i'm going to strike up conversation when i'm having conversation i'm going to look you in your eye Mm -hmm. i'm going to actually be engaged with you and that for anyone takes a lot of energy. And I may do that with a few people throughout the night. So when I am away from people, I use that time to refresh. And so I know that all these social things that we're going to is going to take a lot of energy out of me. And I have to reserve energy for my family because there is no taking off from you and the girls. Right. So if I'm already going into these events exhausted, like where where is that like what is that going to do for anybody? Right. You do know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. And so that is something that I have had to, um, and and I think for me it's hard because of the guilt of having to say no to people that you care about. Yeah, and you know I, I'm similar, but for me I just I I just don't like being in a lot of big spaces and a lot of around a whole lot of people. I don't mind being with, uh, being with like intimate situations, Mm -hmm. but for me, a lot of times I just don't even think about it. So I've got to watch myself, um, (laughs) to where, uh, I'm not just, I can just be in my own little world Mm. and not even really thinking about it. And then, you know, somebody like, Hey man, I've, I called you or I reached out to you and I didn't hear back. And I'm like, dang, man, that that's true. Um, <laughs> Golly, so, man. <laughs> for me, it's not so much uh, being drained from meeting with people, but just doing things, the like serving. Mm-hmm. Like um, that's that's where I have to draw boundaries. At work, you know, it's almost like fear of missing out, right? Mm. I want to, I want to take everything and do the best at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to at at. Uh, you know, in church, you know, I don't, I always try to make myself available. If I mm-hmm. see somebody that has a need or a, mm-hmm. a thing that I can help out with, mm-hmm. um, and I have to draw some lines there because I'm only one person. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll end up dropping the ball on things. Mm. Um, you know, I have, uh, I reached out to Jesse Hurd. He's a brother from our church and, uh, his son, I was like, Hey man, have him send me a, um, send me his information, mm-hmm. you know? And I had, had not had a chance to get back with him now be without him knowing like that could just seem like I'm blowing him off. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really, I'm just stretching myself too thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can all be avoided by just communicating up front. I could have still be like, yes, I'm going to 
yeah, go ahead, send me this stuff. I'm busy right now, but I'm going to get to it at this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I got it. You know, I'm not counting the cost. So if I sit back and say, let me count the cost of, before I just jump off the, the cliff here, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be, I'm going to say, I'm not going to reach out or I'm not going to extend a hand, mm-hmm. but I'll be more strategic in the way that I do it so mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, I don't, um, I don't damage a relationship or mm-hmm. I don't discourage him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or anyone for that matter. Uh, I think another thing we've had to do is when it comes to being in leadership, mm-hmm. um, yeah. we've had to we've had to step back a lot of times from that. And I think here recently we both kind of started to have the feeling of, you know, if God opens up the door, mm-hmm. we won't say no. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, going into it, I try to be as open and honest as I can mm-hmm. going forward and say like, this is what I can give you and what I can do. Um, and, and we're talking about church leadership, church leadership. Yeah. yeah. Leadership in general, but for us, church leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I can do. This is what I can give you. This is when I can meet, mm-hmm. even with our group. You know, Sundays, we just really try not to do anything on mm-hmm. Sundays. We have let some things come in um, here and there, but, you know, really just being honest with what we can mm-hmm. participate in. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, if you got, you can have, 10 once a month things. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, it's, we're only going to be meeting every every one Sunday a month or one Tuesday a month mm-hmm. or one whatever a month. And then you compile, you compare, you uh, join that with your every week yeah. uh, church two mm-hmm. times a week. Then mm-hmm. you've got, you know, band practice and then you got mm-hmm. these other different meetings and you got everybody taking that once a month and you find out that you got nothing to give to your first ministry, which is home. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's that that's really, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean ahead. to cut you yeah. up. That's really where I think the panic, cause you know, I've been open on, on our channel. Like I, I had, I definitely struggle with anxiety and have in the past have had, um, forms of panic attacks. And I, I felt for a moment there in the room that I was about to have like a panic attack, you know? And I think a lot of it was just the thought of I'm giving, giving and running and ripping and running but I don't have anything left over for me. And I immediately felt guilty for saying that, like, is that selfish? But it's like, there are things only I well, and God knows what gives me sheer joy. You know what I'm saying? And there are things that are very important to the, to the being of me, you know, like Mm -hmm. things that, I want to do on a consistent basis that make me feel like me. And if I cannot do those things, then I don't feel like myself. And then I'm, then I'm, if I'm not myself, then I'm not really being a wife. I'm not really being a mother. I'm not being a friend because I'm Kim ain't Kim, you know? And there are things that I know that God has told me that he wants me to build. And I feel like I did. I feel like I didn't have any time for those things. And that was making me panic, you know, Mm -hmm. 
because I'm just doing, doing, doing for everybody else. And it was like a rush of emotion. Right. And so, you know, I just felt like I got to take it back to the basics and I'm going to peel back, peel it all back and I'm going to rebuild it back. Right. So, and build it correctly because mm-hmm. I just, I mean, like that's that to me, I don't know if you do this, but I know for myself, my, when I start to feel my, feel myself building up inside and start getting overwhelmed it's typically is a rush of many different emotions coming from different ways. It's a, it's feeling like you're trying to be true. I'm trying to be truthful with myself. And then I feel guilty for feeling truthful. And then I feel angry that I feel guilt, guilty. And then I feel sad. And then, <laughs> and then it's like all, mm-hmm. it's like a ball of emotion. Yeah. And then I can't, I can't take it. And then I start to feel like I'm going to panic. And that's what I was feeling like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that um, in a sense. Uh, and it's it's really comes when I just keep putting stuff on mm-hmm. um, because I can just be all in or all out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I can just be like, nah, and, and it won't really bother me. But uh, when I'm trying to like, when I'm putting things on, it can get to that point to where I just don't, I'm not being cognizant of like how much I'm under. Mm-hmm. At any given amount of time, and it just catches me off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a, yeah, it can be a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, yeah, man, I think it's important to to watch, really, to count. I, you know, we look at the cost of being a disciple and counting the cost on big things, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's a daily, because being a disciple is everything. Like mm-hmm. following Jesus, we're supposed to follow Jesus in every aspect of our lives yeah. you know what i mean yeah and so in essence we should be counting the cost of if i do this am i going to be able to be christ-like while doing it yeah um yeah am i going to be able to be um yeah am i going to be able to be christ-like yeah. while doing this just simply that and and that takes really being in your scriptures really praying so you can be in touch with the spirit you know mm-hmm. what i mean but also getting advice i think getting advice is super important mm-hmm. um and talk in in really having people who know you mm-hmm. right and um i as a husband and wife we we talk about those things all the time you know mm-hmm. um but sometimes we don't run it past each other until we're already at that right. level and you're like you get to the point where you're like, man, I don't even want to go to church tonight. How about you? And you're almost waiting for yeah. that person to be like, yeah, no, nah, let's not go. Thank God one of us is always like. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. But it shouldn't get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We should yeah. we should be in, in daily communication about like mm-hmm. how we feeling and, and where our meter is. And, um, you know, for people who are listening, I think, the same for you. If you, if you, especially if you're married, you have a, you should have a built-in buffer. Someone who knows you enough, um, and if they, and if, if there's any ambiguity, you guys can both go in prayer. But they know you enough to know when it's a case of laziness or mm. um, selfishness versus hey, you, you're working yourself to be overwhelmed. And I think that's a big job that we have as spouse. Yeah. Um, is to really be uh it it takes being open and communicating, but it also takes being like attentive mm. to your spouse and really mm. getting in like making sure you're checking what they're doing. 
Um, and, and we're kind of wrapping up mm. here, but I'm just giving some practicals. Um, men, w- women and men, but men, <laughs> you know, where it doesn't help is, so when Kimberly gets, she gets shorter when she starts to get stressed out. And where my feedback is, is I'm asking, hey, what's wrong? And of course she says nothing's wrong. <laughs> but really I'm asking what's wrong because you're you're messing up my mojo. Mm. As opposed to seeing that as a indicator that, hey, she's dealing with something and saying, hey, babe, let's sit down. Hey, what, what you got going on? How you feeling? Because I feel like you may have some stress on you. And let's t- and really be concerned with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that's something I've got to watch and always be aware of. I don't I normally do it the wrong way. And eventually we get down, we get back to figuring out what the, the issue is. But again, just being aware is something that I, I want to work on mm. for November, mm. uh, making sure that I'm being aware and being looking out for those context clues. And I just want to share this scripture, but uh, uh, just to wrap us up, um, it, it's funny how it came across me. Um, I had it written down on a post-it note in my office and it prompted me to go read the whole book, uh, in my Bible, but Habakkuk, did I say that right? I think that's how you say it. I always say Habakkuk, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's in uh, chapter one and it's, um, part the, it's the end of verse 11 and it says, but they are deeply guilty for their own strength is their God. And I felt like that was talking to me because I feel like I have been doing it on my own strength. Mm -hmm. Hence why I feel like God was like, I didn't tell you to do that. Right. So you're, you're running ahead of me. Like I, I, I might've told you to do some of that stuff, but maybe next week, but you're just running ahead of me. And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm trying, my strength is weakening and I could feel myself breaking down. So mm-hmm. I just want to leave that scripture with you guys. Um, and that's it. Anything else, Melly Mail? No, that's it. Well, guys, you know, our goal is to always come on here real raw. And when we go through things, we just like, we might as well turn the mic on and let y'all hear what we're doing. Um, but, uh, you have been listening to the soul sense podcast. Do us a favor and subscribe. (laughs) Okay. And then also, we also have a YouTube channel. So if you like to do the YouTube thing, we're over there too. soul sense podcast, and we're on all things social. You've been sitting here with your hostess with the most is Kim and your trusty wingman, Melvin. Hola. And we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Peace.